Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you'll find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows to do the same. This is not a grief group. This is your journey, and it just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of your loss. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of the book Widowed and of The Widow Coach. I'm also a professionally certified life coach. Let the healing and the personal journey back to who you are begin. Welcome back, my friends. This is episode 100. What? I know. I can't believe I have recorded 100 episodes of this podcast. If someone had told me when I first launched it, I would still be here two years later recording, (laughs) right? Two, three years later? How long has it been? Feels like forever. But I'm delighted to say I have a hundred episodes recorded for you. And this episode on episode 100 is on a subject that was requested by one of my lovely, lovely listeners out there. She um, wrote me an email. I would love to read the email to you, but I have not heard back from her to have permission to read the email, even without you knowing who she is. Um, But I will summarize to let you know, she asked if I could speak on complicated grief because she was diagnosed with it. Um, She's been a widow for about six years. And here's what concerns me the most about being diagnosed with complicated grief. Um, I, I feel that being told that you have some kind of diagnosis of grief makes you feel broken, like you're more broken than even other widows. And I'm not diminishing her grief in any way. I know what she's feeling. I mean, I think we've all experience this. Very few of us like just sail right through this journey, right? It just doesn't happen. But she feels broken in some way, but the truth is from what she's told me in her email, she has accomplished so much. She's this amazing widow and being told that she has complicated grief So let me talk about complicated grief. First, you know, let me share what I told her when I wrote back. I think I have that email here. I do. I told her I so appreciate your willingness to share about this. I want you to know that in the loss of a spouse, complicated grief is more the norm than the exception. In other words, losing a parent, a sibling, a friend, those things don't usually have quite the lasting intensity than losing your spouse does. Losing a spouse, in my experience of talking to literally thousands of widows, is complicated grief. It's extremely rare that I speak with a widow who's not experienced that, right? So um, as I said to her, 
she had a lot on her plate and she accomplished so much in the years since she's become a widow. But here's the thing. One of the reasons in my first book, Widowed, I offer a link to download a free handout and it's the Holmes Stress Point Scale. It's something that psychologists use to judge the amount of stress in someone's life. And there's like every kind of life event you can imagine listed on this stress scale. Because even um, good events can cause stress. Moving creates stress. And it's a good event if you're moving to some place that you're really excited about moving to or you're getting a brand new house. I've always found moving exciting. I love a new house, right? But there's stress points associated with that. There's stress points associated with starting a new job. Um, looking at this whole scale, I was surprised the first time I looked at the home stress point scale to see the very top of the scale. The highest stress event in your life is losing your spouse. It's the death of your spouse, even higher than the death of a child which I felt at first like, oh my gosh, losing a child has to be, I mean, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine. But then I realized losing a child doesn't pull your whole life out from under you. It feels like it. It's got to be horrible, not diminishing the experience in any way, except that a child is a part of your life when your spouse becomes like your whole life. You know what I mean? You are looking at, you know, a future retirement with your husband. You're looking at the two of you walking off into the sunset together and that's gone. So yeah, on the home stress point scale, which is stress points from one to a hundred, losing your spouse is a hundred points on that scale. So Here's the thing. Let me tell you what the Mayo Clinic says about complicated grief. It talks about symptoms of grief that are that you're not accepting the loss, the reality of your loss, allowing yourself to experience the pain of your loss, adjusting to a new reality, or having other relationships. And when it talks about this, it talks about this as being in the first year after your spouse's death, right? It's talking about when the signs and symptoms of normal grief go beyond a year, which I'm telling you in my experience, we don't get over it in a year. You know, people say, oh, you need to get over it. We're like, we're not getting over it sorry, this is not something I'm getting over, <laughs> right? It says the signs and symptoms of a complicated grief may include intense sorrow, pain, and rumination over the loss of your loved one, focus on little else but your loved one's death, extreme focus on reminders of the loved one, or excessive avoidance of reminders, intense and persistent longing or pining for the deceased, 
problems accepting the death, numbness or detachment, bitterness about your loss, feeling that life holds no meaning or purpose, lack of trust in others, inability to enjoy life or think back on positive experiences. Complicated grief may also be indicated if you continue to have trouble carrying out normal routines, isolate from others and withdraw from social activities, experience depression, deep sadness, guilt, or self-blame, believing you did something wrong or could have prevented the death, feeling life isn't worth living without your loved one. Now, I have to tell you, when I talk to widows and in my own experience of processing my husband's death, I've experienced all of that. I've talked to widows that experience all of that. And are we all healed at the end of a year? Um, no. <laughs> right? I'm sorry to laugh, but I mean, to me, this is right up there with the fact that when I first saw my family doctor after Jim had died, and our family doctor, I love him. I adore Dr. D. He's a wonderful doctor. He was both our family doctor. He knew Jim and he knows me. And on my first visit, I can't remember what for, it was something going on that I checked in with the doctor, or it may have just been a follow-up, normal, physical. Um, he was appropriately mannered. He's a wonderful doctor. Told me how much they all miss seeing Jim in there which was lovely. And then he offered to um, give me an antidepressant and a sleeping aid. And I was not gracious. <laughs> I was not gracious. I was like, wait a minute, what? No, of I'm, yeah, I'm depressed, but Jim just died. So of course I'm depressed. I don't need an antidepressant. You know, it's like, hey, wait a minute, this is not a diagnosis. I don't need pharmaceuticals. My husband just died, right? So, and then I began to discover as I began coaching widows that many, many doctors just will automatically put the new widow on an antidepressant and give them something to take at bedtime to sleep. And to me, that's the craziest because I have coached widows where the antidepressant became the problem. Right? Like they were on the antidepressant for a year, two years, three years, and now they want to wean off of it and they're freaked out. They're freaked out because they're starting to feel all the pain of loss again. This antidepressant was like putting a damper on their emotions so they never processed what they were actually feeling. And so when they started trying to wean off of the antidepressant, all of the pain comes rushing in because they never was a, they were never able to normally process it over the years. They've been tamping it down. So there's the thing. And I'm sure that what I have just read to you as symptoms of complicated grief, all of you are saying, oh yeah, I felt that. I felt that most of them, they were saying that it would 
could include these things, which, you know, and then I looked at diagnosis and treatment, and I just have to say that having someone tell you your grief is a diagnosis is not going to serve you in any way, right? Because it does, it makes you feel like, oh, I'm broken. When what you're in fact working through is normal. It's what widows work through when you lose your spouse. It is a deeper struggle than losing a friend or losing a pet or losing a parent, right? The deep, deep sorrow we experience is the payoff for having deeply loved somebody else. Would I give up all the love I experienced in the 20 plus years I was married to Jim so that I wouldn't feel the pain of it now? No, I wouldn't give that up. None of us wants to let go of that. We want to honor our past and our relationship and the love that we had with our spouse, along with the, the tiffs and the times that he annoyed you and the times that you had maybe even wished him dead, right? Like, just can you just get out of the house for a day, get out of my hair for a day? We all had those days. I mean, if you were married for more than five years, you probably did, right? I want to savor all, all of that all of our relationship, and I would not give up the grieving process traded in to erase those 20 plus years that Jim and I were together. There's just no way. So really, it's part of the deal. It's part of the payoff. And it's also a part of life. As a society, we tend to brush this under the carpet, which is really unfortunate, because it is a part of life that you are going to lose people right? If you live a normal, healthy life, you're going to outlive your parents. You're going to experience the death of your father, the death of your mother. You may experience the death of a sibling before you die, right? You're going to, along the way, maybe lose a few friends to death if you live a long and healthy life. Grief becomes part of life's cycle. It's part of the experience of life. We don't know how to deal with our grief because nobody talks about grief and death. We try to sweep it under the rug here. Unlike places like Mexico, Mexico has this whole Day of the Dead celebration that the first time I heard of this, was years ago. And I thought it was so macabre. It's like, what do you mean? They like dance in the streets with skeletons and skulls. And I was like, this is creepy. <laughs> this is creepy. They're celebrating their dead. Now I understand. Now I understand that they are celebrating the life of the life cycle of all the people they love. What an incredible thing. So the bottom line is, if you are feeling intense grief, and it's been a long time, right? For the beautiful soul who wrote me and asked this, she said it had been almost six years for her since her husband passed. 
And in all the things that she dealt with and all the changes in her life over those six years, I can understand that she was still grieving and trying to rebuild, right? She's at a place now that she feels exhausted, but she's ready. I can hear it from her. She's ready. She wants to find her own life again. And that's where we all come to at some point where we are ready to figure out who it is we are, right? Who am I now that he's gone? What is my life going to be now? I want to build a life for myself. I want to do something that has meaning. That's where I came to. That's when I walked out on my corporate job and knew that I would just spend the rest of my life coaching. I had been a corporate coach for many years. I used life coaching as part of my profession in the corporate world. When I left the corporate world, I didn't think of it as life coaching. I don't think I'd even heard the term life coaching. I knew what I was doing with my group and my, my people when I coached them. But when I decided I was no longer going to work in the corporate world and coaching is just, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to establish a practice, teaching people everything that I know about coaching to help them move their lives forward. And that's what I did. And that for me became finding purpose in my life again, a direction in my life again. That's what has helped heal me. Am I completely healed? Am I done with grief? Um, no, <laughs> I'm afraid not. At the end of this year, it will have been four years. It's a little over, it's over three years now since Jim died. At four years, or right now I'm at three years and... 10 months, nine months, I am not over grief. I still carry grief with me and I probably will for the rest of my life. You know, the waves of deep sadness are not as frequent now. I know how to let them wash over me. I know that sadness. I know that, that melancholy. I know that pain in the heart. I'm real familiar with it after over three years. But I don't know that grief ever completely goes away. Right? Grief for my father dying, for my mother dying, feels like it's not there. But I still feel that tug when I think of them. I still miss them. You know, and I'm sure that maybe I will get to a place at some point in the future where it's just a small tug, um, where I still miss Jim. I, I don't know, but it's still much stronger than any other kind of loss I've ever experienced. And the mourning process is still very much with me to this day. Is it complicated grief? Well, I think grief is pretty complicated all by itself without making it be a diagnosis or making people feel like they need medication. If you have a serious chemical depression, 
if you are diagnosed with depression, especially if you were dealing with depression even before your spouse died, like this is an ongoing thing for you, then yes, you need to talk to your doctor. You may need a prescription. This is clinical depression has to do with the balance of chemicals in your brain. So that is a medical issue, right? But grief, grief is not a medical issue. Grief is your journey and you are not broken. You are extremely normal. You may feel broken, especially, you know, a new widow, if she has nobody else to talk to about what she's going through, she thinks she's crazy. I know this for a fact because I thought I was crazy. I thought something was just really wrong with me. <laughs> and once I launched my podcast and people began listening and writing to me, I started hearing from so many widows saying, thank God for your podcast, because now I know I'm not insane. And they weren't joking. I meant it sincerely. And it just touched my heart so much to hear that because I thought, oh my gosh, that's really it, isn't it? We all think we're a little in insane. We all think we're broken somehow because it is so intense when you lose your spouse. And thank God, thank God that I can reach even just a handful of the widows in this world, a little tiny handful, but I can reach a handful of widows and say, Hey, you're not broken. You're normal. This is normal. This foggy brain that you experience right after your spouse dies, it's normal, right? And even when you just think that you are being able to move on in your life, you think, hey, you know, the sadness isn't like all the time anymore. It's not my first thought when I wake up in the morning anymore. Man, there's still things you come across that it's like a punch in the gut and it washes over you all over again out of nowhere. And you're not broken. That's still normal. It's still normal. So, Yes, you need to accept the reality of your loss. Yes, you need to experience the pain of your loss. Yes, you need to adjust to a new reality where it's now just you and figuring out who you are and what it is you do want now. But those are not medical issues. Go talk to someone. Go hire a widow coach to talk to. Come to my website. Come to my Facebook groups, find other widows soon. You guys soon, I know I talked about this before and it's not ready yet, but soon I will have my membership website ready to launch where you can come in there for a monthly membership. And I am going to have lots of videos on lots of subjects, taking you through all the stages of widowhood, taking you through your journey, helping you find your way through your journey so that you are not doing it alone. And you can begin to know how to experience the pain, right? Because we don't know even how to, we don't know how to process that. It is so intense when we lose our spouse. We don't know how to process that. 
but you can, you can learn how to process and experience your emotions, right? You are, you do not ever have to be alone on this journey. I've got you. I do a hundred episodes worth. I've got you. So listen, it's such a pleasure to be able to do what I do and to reach so many of you share this podcast. If you are on Facebook and you know other widows or you go post in widow groups, there's a lot of different groups on Facebook. Go post about this podcast. Go post the link to my website. Go tell them what to search in iTunes. I need to reach as many widows as I can to just hear this information and find comfort in knowing you're not alone. And you can experience joy in life still, even as you're still processing this grief, even if you are six years out and you still are processing this grief, you can still have moments of joy in addition to that. So get out there, find some joy in life, and I will talk to you next week on episode 101. 